0: The Gospel of John, chapter 12, verses 12 through 16. The next day, the great crowd that had come to the festival heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem. So they took branches of palm trees and went out to meet him, shouting, Hosanna! Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord, the King of Israel." Jesus found a young donkey and sat on it. And as it is written, do not be afraid, daughter of Zion. Look, your king is coming, sitting on a donkey's colt. His disciples did not understand these things at first. But when Jesus was glorified, then they remembered these things. They had been written of him and had been done to him. His disciples did not understand these things at first, but when Jesus was glorified, then they remembered that these things had been written of him and had been done. Let us pray. Gracious God, I thank you for this moment. I thank you for this preaching opportunity. You have continued to glorify yourself in our lives and in our church. And I'm standing up here, Lord God, because of your creation, because of August Rose, and I am blessed. I thank you, God, for this opportunity. Hide me behind the cross and let the congregation be filled with grace. In Christ's name we do pray. Amen. So this morning on Palm Sunday, the John passage tells a powerful story of what is to come. The gospel's passion narrative is the authentic and entire account of God's reconciling actions through Jesus and our own reconciliation to God. So the first question that came to my mind at 5.45 as I was reading and navigating this message was, can I trust this story? Can I trust this story? Or like in so many areas of our lives, do I feel some compulsion to dress it up and approve upon it? But we know the gospel stands for itself. The narrative of the entry is told by a minimal of words. When the Old Testament references are extracted, what we learn is that the crowd met Jesus with palm branches and acclaimed him. Then Jesus found a donkey and sat on it. That's all we know in this particular passage. That is the basic storyline. Yet it goes deeper than this simplicity. Jesus is fulfilling this Old Testament prophecy And this passage is beckoning us to extract and simplify through humility. Pastor Robbins in his message this morning said, Mobile knows how to have a parade. We know that. Mobile knows how to celebrate people and events. And this is what is happening in this passage this morning. There's a parade. There's a crowd of people. Some commentaries say about 100,000 people are gathered together. Yet even in the midst of this parade within John, this dichotomy is clear to me. There is no Palm Sunday without an eye toward Holy Week, without an eye toward Passion Week, There is no festive entry that is simply a party time. Jesus' entry is ominous and dripping with irony. The forces of evil are already arrayed against him. And here he is entering Jerusalem in the midst of a crowd. They're waving their palm branches and shouting, Hosanna! Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord, the King of Israel. But see, the irony is, is that we know the outcome of the story. And Jesus is the only one who also knows during this time. This moment for the crowd is a culmination of what they have heard about Jesus And how they will respond. As a Jewish community, the crowd had the Torah written on their hearts. And their messianic hope was most likely echoed in the Hosanna. Which they shouted to Jesus as they called him Lord and King of Israel. The palm branches the kids so valiantly waved this morning were traditionally carried to make temporary shelters as part of the Feast of Tabernacles. So we need to know that they took their palm branches that they were making for their homes during this time, their temporary homes, to wave them and to lay them down before their Messiah. They were used as symbols of welcome for Jewish heroes. They were used as symbols for kings and periods of rejoicing about what is to come. See, the crowd who is proclaiming Jesus attached themselves to the idea of a triumph from Zechariah 9. And it reads Rejoice greatly, O daughter Zion. Shout aloud, O daughter Jerusalem. Lo, your king comes to you, triumphant and victorious is he, humbled and riding on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a donkey. But see, the crowd did not pay attention to the rest of the passage. They're just shouting, Hosanna, Hosanna. But Christ Jesus is Jewish. We have to remember that from that context. He's not a Christian Jew like we see him today. He is a Jewish man who understood the scriptures. They knew the stories of Jesus. They heard him coming. They were prepared for him. And most likely again, dismiss the remainder of this passage. They are a people who were clueless. They have no idea what they' are doing, they are celebrating this triumphant king and this king. They expect it to come in a way that would show how glorious he is, not on a donkey or a colt. We expect someone of high stature to appear riding through in a navigator or in a limo, not in a Hyundai. I drive a Hyundai. <laughs> so I want you to think about this for a moment. He undoubtedly understood that there was another perspective in that text of Zechariah, a perspective that would confuse the disciples and not be warmly welcomed by the crowd. That perspective was humility. He knew the road to salvation would be a traumatic experience. He knew the road to salvation would not be what the crowds expected. He knew the road to salvation was a road where people could acknowledge who he is, but also see him in his humility. The Jewish people, they understood the Old Testament. They understood the comfort and the hope in the midst of their exile. They understood their promises to Zion, but they did not understand what was happening in that moment. So they celebrated. And we are called in this moment to take all that we know about what happens at the end of this week, set it behind us, Set it to the side, because we do not know what God has in store for us during this time, but we do know that we are being called to be humbled, to have humility, to set your egos on the shelf this week, and to journey with God. When we hear the words, Hosanna, 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 we're shouting, Lord, help us. Lord, pray for us. We are begging just like the crowds are begging for something beyond anything that we could ever anticipate. Salvation right now. Hosanna, Lord, help us. Lord, Pray for us. When they cry out Hosanna, they are crying out to that king. When we cry out Hosanna, we are crying out to the king to lead us, to guide us, to help us. Let us move through this week not rejoicing, not full of fear, but humbled, humbled in a way that we will begin to carry our own crosses, not burdened, but knowing that there's hope coming. Jesus is that hope. Let us walk with him every day this week, knowing that salvation is now understanding that the message is about humility riding in on a donkey with our egos checked behind us knowing that salvation awaits us we do not have control over what's next We do not have control over what's next. Do I need to say that one more time? We like control, but we don't have control. Christ knew, Jesus knew what was next. The crowds did not, but they journeyed with him because they trusted him let us take this week to journey and trust and humbly move towards glorifying God. Humbly move. So I want to read something to you. And it, it goes back to my earlier years. I won't say what year that is. But it's called The Giving Tree by Shel Silverstein. Some of you may know Shel Silverstein. She's one of my favorite poets. And when I, when I read this, I was reminded of this little boy being us and Jesus being the tree. Once there was a tree and she loved a little boy. And every day the boy would come and he would gather her leaves and make them into crowns and play king of the forest. He would climb up her trunk and swing from her branches and eat apples. And they would play hide and go seek. And when he was tired, he would sleep in her shade. And the boy loved the tree very much. And the tree was happy, but time went by. And the boy grew older and the tree was often alone. Then one day the boy came to the tree and said, come boy, come and climb up my trunk and swing from my branches and eat apples and play in my shade and be happy. I am too big to climb and play, said the boy. I want to buy things and have fun. I want some money. I'm sorry, said the tree but I have no money. I have only leaves and apples. Take my apples, boy, and sell them in the city. Then you will have money and you will be happy. And so the boy climbed up the tree and gathered her apples and carried them away. And the tree was happy. But the boy stayed away for a very long time and the tree was sad. And then one day the boy came back and the tree shook with joy. And she said, come boy, climb up my trunk and swing from my branches and be happy. I am too busy to climb trees, said the boy. I want a house to keep me warm, he said. I want a wife and I want children. So I need a house. Can you give me a house? I have no house, said the tree. The forest is my house, but you may cut off my branches and build a house, then you will be happy. And so the boy cut off her branches and carried them away to build his house, and the tree was happy. But the boy stayed away for a very long time. And when he came back, the tree was so happy she could hardly speak. Come boy, she whispered, come and play. I am too old and sad to play, said the boy. I want a boat that will take me far away from here. Can you give me a boat? Cut down my trunk and make a boat, said the tree. Then you can sail away and be happy. And so the boy cut down the trunk and made a boat and sailed away. And the tree was happy, but not really. And after a long time, the boy came back again. I am sorry, said the tree, but I have nothing left to give you. My apples are gone. My teeth are too weak for apples, said the boy. My branches are gone, said the tree. You cannot swing on them. I am too old to swing on branches, said the boy. My trunk is gone, said the tree. I wish I could give you something, but I have nothing left. I am just an old stump. I am sorry. I don't need very much right now, said the boy. Just a quiet place to sit And rest, I'm very tired. Well, said the tree, straightening herself up as much as she could. Well, an old stump is good for sitting and resting. Come, boy, sit down. Sit down and rest. And the boy did. And the tree was happy. This week During Holy Week, let us not take advantage of the tree. Jesus is with us. Let us journey in humility and in love, knowing he is the hope and salvation is now. Let us pray. What do you say, Lord? (laughs) We are humbled in your presence, God. Thank you for the giving tree. (laughs) Thank you for humility through Jesus. Thank you for that donkey. Let us leave this place humbled with our egos in check and behind us, knowing that we do not have control, but we have hope and love in you. Teach us to journey with you this week. Knowing that you are the end all and be all of our lives. Knowing that you are in our homes and in our relationships and in in our boats and in everywhere. You never said I have nothing left to give you. You said, I have everything to give you. Let us live in that moment, knowing who you are to us. In Christ's name, we do pray and let the church say, amen.